Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Fandom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes on a whole range of nerdy topics, now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick, and this week we are back with another part of our Animation Celebration Spectacular series. God, that's a mouthful. This time <laughs> to talk all about a show that I think genuinely might have been one of the best things on offer last year, Blue Eye Samurai. But, of course, no one cares what I think. So what we really want to know is what my fellow nerds think. And thankfully, I have two of them with me. I am, of course, joined once again by my fellow nerds, Simone and Ian. How are you both? Hi, I'm good. We're back. Thank you. We're back. This We're is our, back. This is the first of 2024 on our channel. Obviously, we've done some stuff for UK film, but we are back on our own channel. So in true self, fuck yeah. It's all yeah. <laughs> fucking back and we can swear as much as we fucking want apparently it's not very good for the algorithm if you swear this might be why we're limited on listeners but we don't <laughs> fucking change we keep true to ourselves I, authentic I, I, I don't believe that swearing always has been cool so you know <laughs> that's why they tell you not I feel, to do it i feel like so you, cool. i feel like you don't swear every once in a while i'm slightly sus of who you are as a person because i feel like you're not letting out some kind it? of emotion you're not venting enough wasn't stephen fry didn't he say that being able to put a swear word within a sentence is like a sign of being quite like educated because you can yeah. use it if you can he said there's no sentence that isn't better without a swear word well like... and, and also i think it's billy Connolly's joke is they say people who swear have a limited vocabulary and he's like no they fucking don't i know more words than you <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I love Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly, what a legend, what a legend. What but a we're legend. not we're not here to talk about Billy Connolly as much as I would love to for an hour. Are we um, not? We've got a surprise for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is he coming on? Um, yeah. <laughs> I would lose my shit. Um, yeah, no, I think we all. He's such a cool guy. No, we are here to talk about uh, Blue Eye Samurai, which was brought on to Netflix last year, um, and what a show it was. I think. Yeah. Before getting too much into the spoilers at the minute, we I think we all think, wow, this was this was some show. Um so just to give you the listeners a brief overview of what Blue Eye Samurai is all about. So uh set during Japan's Edo period, which follows it follows the story of a half white, half Japanese samurai named Mizu on her quest for revenge against those responsible for her ostracized existence. Now the reason that the setting in the Edo period of Japan is so important is that it was a time when the country's borders were essentially closed to the outside world um, and foreigners and any foreign trade was essentially outlawed at that time. So Mizu, for that reason and for other reasons that comes clear through the story, is a child of that kind of forbidden mixed heritage uh, and uh, is easily identified as such by her blue eyes, hence the title. Um, and therefore is considered by society to essentially be less than human, a monster, freak, and um, essentially cast out by society. So um, we then follow Mizu on her quest for revenge, where she not only comes up against some powerful enemies, but also some strange alliances along the way, including Ringo, a uh, very mm. funny kick with uh, love for noodles, um, Taigen, another highly skilled but arrogant swordsman, and then Princess Akemi, a young princess determined to break out from the life plan for her and many other things, for fantastic things to watch throughout the show. Um, 
right, I'm going to shut up now because I want to, <laughs> I want to know more about what you guys think rather than what I think. But um, Sam, I'm going to start with you. Um, overall, what do you, what were your thoughts on Blue Eye Samurai? What did you think watching it? How did you feel at the end? Thoughts in general. I was a little scared actually. <laughs> uh, the sheer level of violence in this is a violent um, show. My my god. Uh, yeah, it really it got to me. I was hiding behind Ian. Um, it didn't help that we were like watching the sort of like later episodes when I was on my sofa of pain and very sick. Um, Ooh, not yeah. I was down with flu and yeah, I was feeling very vulnerable. And <laughs> this show made me feel <laughs> even more vulnerable. Um, I mean, just looking at my notes, m the heading is just stunning, stunning to watch. Like mm -hmm. the animation is just beautiful. Um, it's a very emotion driven story and you get completely uh, consumed and it, it pulls on your heartstrings. Mizu, what a woman. Oh my God. Mm. And I, the, one of the things I really loved is that like how it, it centers women and, and female stories and those narratives at the time, because we wouldn't have, we haven't really seen anything like that, that centers them in that way. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah five stars across the board for me. five stars coming in strong coming in strong <laughs> ian you obviously i think out of the four of us maybe you were the first to watch this um uh unfortunately toby can't be with us today his computer has exploded oh, um so um, unfortunately well <laughs> his we miss you toby we do miss you toby and i'm sure um toby has kind of hopefully similar thoughts to us i'm pretty sure he does but ian i guess what were your thoughts with the in line with what simone um just said or is there anything extra you want to add or yeah i mean very similar in the sense that like i think i think i was maybe one of the first out of the four of us i i think me and toby watched it at a similar time and then mm. we both were like guys have you heard about this amazing show and then we were like oh my god have we just become best friends <laughs> and like <laughs> it, it it is like stunning uh i loved it and i kept telling simone to watch it and simone was like okay i don't and then when we watched it you were like that was badass <laughs> you were like the kid from uh the incredibles i was like that was, that was totally wicked <laughs> um i think simone's very right i think it it explores like a so i'm gonna be like a, a big not a comic book nerd this time i'm gonna be a big history nerd because there the listeners go. might not know i have a degree in history so like this period of japan i'm gonna be like what is it what are those people who are obsessed with japanese culture are they weebs is that what we call them is that a bad term okay. is that allowed to be said is that a thing i'm not entirely is, sure or a we is it a weeaboo weeaboo like white people who are really into japanese culture like that's i, I, think I am one of those that. people so i should really know what it is yeah you should know that <laughs> god i hope i haven't said something offensive otherwise cut that <laughs> i like how both of you Listeners can't hear this, but they're both on their like computers being like, what is a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, a, a, a weeaboo. There we go, a weeaboo. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, you know, I won't say I'm fully into it, uh, into Japanese culture as much as like that, but ever since I played when I was about a 12-year-old boy, I played Shogun Total War. Oh, and I yeah. was super into like the history of Japan and it really explores that it like Shogun Total War is great because it progresses through the eras of Japan. And this period in particular is fascinating in terms of their mm. exclusion from the world 
and their choice to do that and then how they're forced into the world again and the uh, Meijing restoration that came afterwards as well which is very interesting um i think they did such an amazing job of exploring feudal japan essentially in the narrative and the eyes of a female character who's both so that's one aspect of Mizu's character uh there's also the fact that they are obviously mixed race which mm-hmm. is at the time as you say incredibly difficult mm-hmm. that explores the whole temperament of japan at that time very excluded excludatory very suspicious of the outside world and i they did that they really explored the narratives and history of that era of japan in such an amazing way through just one character and how everybody else interacts with them uh through their story but also they pay homage to so many samurai films prior to this uh, and uh japanese films and there's little nods and then also more modern films i think there's we can definitely see some nods of perhaps like tarantino-esque thing um uh fight scenes particularly in the dojo in there i think that's very reminiscent of kill bill mm-hmm. um so, which is itself reminiscent of japanese of films course, as well yeah. so it, i really loved how it all just like came together in a really nice package of animated goodness and uh i loved it i i really really loved it i can't without getting too much into spoilers there's not much more i can say but my general feel is that they did an outstanding job not just artistically as simone said but historically as well Mm -hmm. they did an amazing job yeah well five out of five five out of five and yeah i think five samurai swords out of (laughs) that's a lot yeah yeah he only needs one um (laughs) i think just before we go ahead obviously we'll i think we will try and avoid spoilers where we can because i feel like for people who haven't seen blue samurai this is something that should we go to... into spoiler talk later on maybe yeah so okay. it's just a, just as a pre-warning we'll to everyone that there may be spoiler talk here but suffice it to say go and watch it and yeah pause this because yeah it is pause well worth this. what well it says here on imdb six hours and 17 minutes of your time which is you know I, that nothing honestly, it's nothing it's <laughs> nothing and it's, for how good it is just too pause little. this <laughs> I know this is too little. Give me more hours. <laughs> I agree more. Yeah. There's some listeners who I think have listened to the podcast sometimes and have come to me and gone like, oh, I really enjoyed that review. And then I'll be like, oh, what did you think? They'll be like, oh, no, I haven't seen the film yet, which is nice. I appreciate yeah. people listening. You can do what you want. But seriously, for this, just come back. We don't mind. You're, if you're 18 minutes in, your listen technically counts anyway to the algorithm. So just stop. <laughs> go listen to We don't need listen. you anymore. We don't need it. So go. It's fine. And come back. We've had the stats. Yeah. We got what we needed from you. So go away. Watch this and then come back. Seriously, don't leave us. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, I think we will you know we'll try and limit spoilers where we can but you know there's certain things that will naturally come up during our mm-hmm. discussion um but like i say suffice it to say six hours 17 minutes is nothing go watch it and you'll so good. you'll thank us later um on that note um so first of all i guess my opinion five out of five hundred percent like i said in my intro this might be one of the best things 
you know, we did our films of 2023 review and that's fine. Yeah. But in terms of media thing I enjoyed last year, this might be number one for me. Um, I think I agree, you know. I think, I think this is the best thing we had last year. Yeah, and I, I think... I think you're right. You yourself and Toby were in the chat talking about Blair Samurai and you know how good it was. And then once I looked it up, I, as I've just said, a massive fan of Japanese culture, have been for years, um, especially anything surrounding samurai and that kind of way of life and that those kind of stories. Um, I mean, it was like, well, this sounds incredible. And uh, I, honestly, I was not in any way disappointed by the show. I honest, like I say, six hours, 17 minutes, not enough time for me. I, I devoured it. I binged it. So when we were watching Scott Pilgrim and Invincible, I then binged this and <laughs> this one felt like I just blinked and it was gone. And I was like, oh, yeah. that like very, you know, fulfilled from what they gave, but also very like, well, it's over. My, what do I do now? How do I <laughs> what go? do I do in my life? What have I got left to live for? Um, <laughs> Do you know what? There's very few shows that I feel like that hit that that note. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not saying like they don't exist. We've all probably got a lot. But when you stumble upon one like that, you're like, God, this is so good. Yeah. And you want to like, I, I've watched it twice because Simone, Ooh, I watched good. it once. And then Simone was like, oh, OK, we'll watch it. I watched it again. And it's just as good. Yeah, it's just as entertaining there are there are shows obviously we we like a lot of stuff we love a lot of stuff but there are certain shows that hit just the top note in terms of enjoyment and yeah. just pure quality that don't come around as often as you know we'd like which you know and it's nice when those moments do happen because then it makes it that even more special i think blue eye samurai is definitely gonna be one of those shows i'll look back on for a long time and think this is incredible obviously we'll get into the the i guess the what season two the now confirmed season two will do and saying how that works for you know the future but in terms of what we've seen so far it's great i think as i was saying to you guys just before we start recording i've recommended this to probably a dozen or so people and i'm pretty sure i've got 100 percent hit rate back on people who've come back to me and said yeah this is incredible i don't think i've had a single person i don't know what you, about you guys who's come back and said no i don't like this well i I got Simone to watch it, and she. <laughs> well, you're 100. That's one out of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I recommend. I had an interview today, and I recommended it to them to watch at the Did interview. You? So if I get awesome. the job and they watch it, if they if they call you back, it'd be really funny if they called and went. We're really sorry for you. you didn't get it, but Blue Eye Samurai was fucking Fantastic. great. Fantastic. Yeah, we fucking love that. That was so good. Any more recommendations? Let us know. That's great. <laughs> Small and real. Well, that sucks, but could you listen to our podcast? Please? <laughs> <laughs> you only have to listen for 18 minutes. It's fine. <laughs> I keep telling people to watch it, but sometimes I don't know. Like, um, I find sometimes people like, like probably the same. They, they, like, when I go, you should listen to our podcast. They're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then, and they don't. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I mean, there's so much to watch and see and listen yeah. to and do in these yeah, days, yeah. you know, this media also Literally. i didn't feel i don't know about you guys i didn't feel this was like advertised heavily no i i didn't I know about it you, i didn't know about it till you guys yeah. mentioned it on the chat i mean i probably I only see it eventually it. i um, only noticed it because i finished pluto which is another one we were going to talk about and it came up as you finish this so why not watch this and i was like okay cool i'll watch that and like but i didn't see like 
I don't know. This is this feels like for me. I don't know. This is a this spirals out from uh, Blue Eye Samurai, but it's related. You know, animation is like a big thing now, and Netflix has made some pretty good animation. Mm-hmm. Um, if Toby was on here, he would be talking about Arcane. Yeah. Um, because he he loves that, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk for him about that. Even though I didn't finish it, it's very good. It is very good. I'm not gonna. I just forgot to finish it. I know that doesn't sound like it's good, but things came up. I forgot. Did you like it? <laughs> yes, I did. 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 We should watch that sim. It's actually very good. Similar animation to this. Yeah. Like it's a similar animation style. That show, uh, I really enjoyed. I just forgot about it completely. It was because. <laughs> It was because, right, hear me out. It was because this this came out back when Toby and I were still working together. And I think it came out around about the time where uh, Toby and I, our old job was managing buildings and we had to like clean the buildings and such. So I stayed, like I was watching that and then time, I just was getting home didn't have time to put it on and eventually i just just it slipped away into the background you know it drifted but it was very good it was very good um let me cut that but anyway it, it was very good Not a chance. And, and then we've got scott pilgrim takes off mm. that was great we all love that this has come out it feels like netflix has an opportunity to like really push their animation department because we know invincible is really popular with amazon mm-hmm. i think they could really have something here with blue eye samurai that's mad popular but i just don't see it advertised and it most wasn't... people i know don't know exists yeah it wasn't like when they suggest you watch i don't know what was what was the last terrible thing I watched on Netflix? The Tower, not The Tower. That's something else. No, do you know what the last Climb. bad thing you watched? Do, you know, do you know the last bad thing you watched on Netflix? Morbius. It's Morbius time. <laughs> <laughs> Simone was. I came into the kitchen. Why did you do it? <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I was and like, "It's like, Morbin time." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" Shout you out Toby. This? It's Morbin time. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, like. They have, I think they, Netflix has kind of gotten into a rut of pushing these really terrible live mm. action movies. Um, and it's getting a bit known for like it's subpar, you know, movies that are just run of the mill. You, you binge it, you watch it, it burns out, you watch another one, it burns out. And it's just sort of like there's, it gets people talking, but they're not, they're not of quality. And I was surprised that Blue Eye Samurai wasn't suggested as a watch. For me, even though I do watch a lot of um, animated stuff, it wasn't suggested. No, Shocking. The, the the algorithms don't always work. You know, there's you you then get stuck in a cycle of you know, and Netflix, like you say, are they're pushing their next big product? You know, they've got. I watched um, Lift with Kevin Hart at the weekend, mm. which is fine. It was, but it was it was okay. It was mm. just a it was a Kevin Hart film. It was like a Kevin Hart does Ocean's Eleven. It was. It reminded me of. Do you remember the Italian Job remake? Yes. Yeah. Slightly, oh, be- yeah. slightly better than that. Although Sam Worthington was in Lift, and honest to God, man is terrible. Cannot <laughs> act. And that that might be slander or libel or something. But no, I mean, yeah, no, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. You didn't, opinion. You didn't but, say he punches puppies. That's no, like you said you, that. You, you know, <laughs> no, I but I, I'm saying Chris didn't say that. For legal reasons, we are not saying that Sam Robinson <laughs> punches puppies. Yeah, <laughs> we said we literally are not saying that. That is that's yes. But yeah. but these are these are the products that Netflix and to mm. be fair, 
streaming platforms, not just Netflix, but Netflix are the biggest one. So they mm-hmm. get the biggest flat for it, will push. And their recent, I don't know if you guys saw their recent viewing report that they sent out about. So basically it had, uh, for years, people have been saying, well, who's how many people are actually watching these shows? Because Netflix have always been very secretive yeah. about the numbers behind the shows. So they eventually just went, here's a hundred, here's, here's like 4 million pages of data. So no, basically, so no one would bother reading it. Um, but, but I did. Someone did. I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, but you look at it and it's like, you know, you've got You, which is a big show for Netflix. Yeah. You've got, um, but a lot of it's like girl more girls and stuff that people keep coming back re-watch. to like friends rewatch yeah. stuff yeah very popular for rewatch. and shows like blue eye samurai pluto you know even like scott pilgrim has a following because obviously it's based on an ip already but these mm. film these things struggle to break through especially even as you say someone for uh, people like us who watch these things on these channels but don't get it come up on their algorithm so or their feeds you know yeah. Same things like, you know, Spotify. Spotify is going to give you the same stuff. And, you know, it tries its best to break mm. you out of those cycles. But when you're an algorithm, it's hard to kind of get that. Yeah. And it's weird because that's the whole point of what the algorithm is meant to do is go, you like this, maybe you'll like this or, you know. But it for me, it didn't as well. Blue Eye Samurai would have probably passed me by for quite a while if it hadn't been for, you know, Ian and Toby to tell me. And obviously Ian told uh, yourself to watch it, Simone. Mm. But... Thank God it, you know. It did <laughs> yeah, thank God we found it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it is, it is outstanding, and I think it, it's it's just strange that I just do think Netflix can really set the trend with like pushing, and it's great that they've got a season two coming out of this. Already. Yeah, like that is a good sign because like this is genuinely outstanding, and I think it's got like fantastic performances in it. Um, I think. You know, you look at that, the main character, Mizu, like all the voice acting in this. Yeah, I was about to say, just the talent behind the them point. is oh, just... Yeah. There's, not a bad, there's not a bad performance. Yeah. Also, one. did you guys know it was Kenneth Branagh as Abijah Fowler? Not till I saw I the credits. No, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So the, like the spoilers. <laughs> um, Kenneth in it. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's in it. But the main villain, Abijah Fowler, is one of four white men who have like polluted i guess japan, japan. or are tr- trying to manipulate japan which i also re- again it just they've really tapped upon the psychology of that period of japan edo japan really really well and that suspiciousness and distrust and then also the fact that japan was essentially forced back into the world by the west eventually so i like that they've they've had that there as well in the narrative with abijah fowler um, I did not know that was Kenneth Branner, but what a performance. He I was know. genuinely horrifying. Yeah. Like yeah. what an evil bastard. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, obviously he's in Abijah's of not like Northern Irish, you know, accent. And Kenneth Branagh, obviously I know, is from Northern Ireland originally, but mm. you wouldn't put the two and two together. I mean, no, obviously no. between that, you know, Hercule Poirot and I can't remember who he plays in Oppenheimer, but you know. He's got accents on it in his wheelhouse, you know. Uh, right, let's 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 pause for a second. Okay, let's pause for a second before before we give Kenneth Branagh accents in his wheelhouse. His Poirot accent is embarrassingly bad. <laughs> to be clear, like, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not saying it's great, but you know, 
he try he he gives it a go. That's all I can say. Um, it's he's not the, doing not the worst just, I've ever heard. Look, it's not Mike Myers as Shrek. All right. That's all all right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fair. 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 I've okay, had to yeah. live with Shrek impressions since two thousand and one. So that's um... yeah. Okay. It's better. Um, the 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 speech he makes when he's putting together the gun. So his whole plan is to bring weapons into Japan to throw the shogunate, take over, and install his own puppet. Um, the speech he's making when he's putting together his gun yeah. about the famine in Northern Ireland and his sister dying and like him having to eat her liver is just like horrifying jesus christ this guy is insane yeah like it's not just like oh i'm a big like bad guy who's yeah. gonna he's actually mental yeah 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 he's uh he's a he's he's a proper villain which and this we touched someone you touched on it obviously this this show just to be clear to everyone again is has a high level of violence in it high level huge amount it is very very like we talked about the tarantino influences which are obviously influenced by you know a lot of the same things but it has that kind of kill bill-esque kind of hyper violence hyper real kind of edge going on to it but Mm -hmm. it's also very dark and very like you know serious stakes going on here it's not a it's not a light show in any respect um and I think Abijah Fowler or Kenneth Branagh's performance in it particularly is so interesting, yet you sit there and you go, this guy, like, he is scary as shit. You know, he is, like, you would not want to cross him at all. And anyone who does, you see firsthand that speech that exactly that you made is chilling to listen to. Um, and I think um, I'm so... and jumping ahead but so glad he's going to be around for season two we assume yeah given the ending so it would have been obviously it would have been a fair enough ending for him to have been you know written out in some way but Mm -hmm. the fact he's coming back i think is a great move because obviously his you know machinations and how he manipulates and lies and you know gets his way out of things will be really interesting for Ramiza goes in season two and with him. And I think that's, that's really great. I mean, Simone, any other thoughts on Kenneth Branagh or any other cast that you think have some really stellar moments throughout the show? Um, who has a stellar, I mean, yeah, Kenneth, uh, what's the character's name? Fowler, sorry. Fowler. I love, I love yeah. your on first name terms. Kenneth. Good Kenneth. Old. Um, <laughs> Big yeah. Ken. I mean, Big Ken. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much else I can say. I mean, Big Ken did the thing. You guys have like pretty much covered that. Like he is, he's, he's. That's my note. My note is Fowler equals menace. Like there's there's nothing. There's I can't really add anything word. else. He is a, he's an absolute menace. But then again, I'm thinking now. They do say if you eat people that like resort to cannibalism, do you go crazy? So he ate mm. his sister's liver, yeah. and now he's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, but that's 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 the thing, you know. Like I feel in media, when's the last time you could really be like a villain like that? Like it's it's so like that speech he makes is like so chilling to the bone. Mm. Like before that speech, I was like, this guy is a. Uh, is a bad guy. He's like killing people, 
beating the shit out of people, torturing them, very manipulative but charismatic. But when he's making that speech, you're like, oh my God, this is insane. Insane. He is actually insane. insane. And I don't, I don't think, I'm not going to say like, I'm sure people will be like, well, this was a good villain, but there's a, a villain that's so well developed because like that little speech gives you everything you need to know about him. Mm. Like he was poor. He had nothing. They had a famine. His family died. And from that, he's become one of the richest, most powerful people in the world to the point where he can manipulate Japan and will kill anyone. It's like, Jesus, yeah, <laughs> that is it's, mad. He's, he's, it's at the point where as, you know, as skilled as Mizu is and as determined and as strong and as better than everyone else is, you still feel from right to the end that he could be, he can beat he, her. He, yeah. He can yeah. stop, he, he could win and you wouldn't be surprised if he did. And, you mm-hmm. know, again, there are, there are moments where it looks like that is yeah. going to be the yeah. case. And, I, I How many think... times did you go to me, Sim? Are they dead? <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> I mean, I, the man, I mean, we'll get to Mies in a minute. But the man she goes through to get to where she goes, yeah. and she and there's more and more and more. And you think when she gets there, she's up against this incredible. He's not just a guy hiding behind lackeys or anything. He doesn't necessarily need them. They're just there. If she went up to him one on one, as we see in the towards the end he could win he could beat her and that mm. is that is the bet that is what is great about a villain is when you think they could actually win you know you get films or tv shows where the villain is very much a well you know i know that ultimately the good guy's gonna win you know it's gonna be all mm. happy at the end of the day whereas with this i think you're all the way thinking because this show is such an unknown entity and how it plays out and very different from everything else you think well maybe maybe she doesn't maybe she doesn't yeah. win you know, yeah. maybe, um, and you know, it's still up for interpretation as to whether she guess does win in the end. Does he win by not being killed? When, when not, exactly. Mm. So you know, it's kind of spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a warning. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think. Sim, sorry, I interrupted you though. Yeah. What was your moments? Well, both of you, sorry. Both of your moments. Oh, that's all right. So, yes. Yeah, oh. I, I was, I was going to say, what about the other I was going to say, we're going to be here talking about Abaisha for all the... Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was bloody great. He was... Um, <laughs> well, my top moments. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the payback that the um, escorts had. Oh, yeah. Against that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's that was a, a very, episode. very powerful moment. Really I episode. really liked that. Um, oh god but when she does the little bird and then she kills the yeah, oh, oh god that that god. that was so you <laughs> we but you you audibly went <gasps> there is like no, you were this, genuinely this shocked the thing about this show there are so many moments like that right there are so many moments where it, it almost like renders you speechless like there's, there's there is nothing to say it's just so that was heartbreakingly so like, that was so beautifully sad like i completely get the mistresses i can't remember her name but her reasonings behind doing that and it's like mm. i get it but jesus christ yeah um and you knew it was coming as well yeah because she said she said that's what yeah, i want you to do, want to do. Mm. but then you just in the back of your head you're like because you've seen other material where the samurai can come in save the day mm. you somewhat think oh mizu might 
like try and get her out of this yeah. situation but instead she just kills her yeah like like she was asked to and you're just like oh my god and that's another thing oh. about this show like it shows you the full range of like human emotion the full spectrum you get like completely evil in the form of fowler and then you just get like completely like to their bone good like mm -hmm. ringo and like almost like this oh, innocence ringo. about him that's almost mm -hmm. like childlike and everything in between and Oh my God, this show, if you haven't watched it, what are you doing still listening? Watch it now. We don't need you anymore. We've got, we're 39 minutes in. You're good. <laughs> You're good. No, I agree. I think that, that, that is an amazing, that is an amazing episode. Um, for me, I, I really like, I think the final episode is fantastic because they change the aspect ratio to become yeah. cinematic yeah. aspect ratio so it goes from standard animated aspect ratio to them being a film which and is very much an influence of that kind of cinema where yeah you the final jaw and it stretches out yeah. yeah so and i think it's animation just all over is outstanding i particularly like i think it's the first episode no it must be the second when she goes to the uh dojo and yeah. she fights all of the samurais and then she fights Tagen. Tagen, yeah. Tagen. And they just stand and they they're perfectly still and then they'll move just slightly and then they can foresee what that movement will yeah. do. I thought that was really, really, really well done. You know, it took a standoff, which we've seen in multiple media you know the western is very influenced by samurai films um especially akira sours and that sort of like standoff where you've got them just standing in silence you do they could have just done the same thing move to their eyes moves back to their eyes you know one's got the sword slight move but i like that they were like each move was like a dance that they were like preparing for the next one and reacting and we were seeing what they were thinking i thought that was really well done i thought that was really 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 well done um i also love her sword master as well i love all of that arc seeing her as a child growing up making her sword yeah and then all of the imagery that we had there of her pain and like her sorrow and like the speech the conversation between her and her sword master before she leaves about like you know you can't just be anger you mm -hmm. just can't be that because it just consumes you yeah. and it like the two of them that whole scene is beautiful the ocean the clouds of storm ahead of them the two of them there everything's very still before the storm that's coming that is the final episode mm -hmm. oh so good imagery is yeah. amazing it yeah. is i think that episode in particular with the sort of it, the show is never afraid to just slow right down and take time to you know tell really important parts of the story before ramping back up into action and you know what was your could, favorite chris my favorite so on mm. that so the first i think the first moment i really like audibly like gasped and said wow at the art i mean obviously it's fantastic throughout but when she's in the hut with the sword who's making the swords the fire and the heat it yeah. looks so good it looks like i was like that 
fire looks and feels hot. Like it is a show, but I'm looking at it and it looks sweltering. It looks hot. It looks stuffy. I'm oh, like, Jesus, turn the heating down. I was just like, <laughs> am I there? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the house is on fire. Um, but I think for me, when one of my favorite moments, and mm. I think when the art really, I mean, obviously, like I say, it's super high, but the absolute peak is the episode where she's in the, in the house and it's cut in between the play which is all like shadows oh, and cutouts oh, and the way they're telling the story her basically her the her story yeah. through the puppets as it's like i was just like this is this is art this has yeah. just become art it's and i am um, like i i rewatched i haven't rewatched the whole series but i rewatched that episode after i watched it again just so i could because that the way that episode is constructed i think it's episode five so it's about halfway through it's just it's brilliant. I think it's, that's, it's that's absolutely got, fantastic. That's got the free where it's like the play, her fighting the guys in the the it, um in like the brothel. The brothel. Yeah. yeah. And then also her past, right? Yeah, like exactly. They, and it, and they it, do it, that so it seamlessly well. blends all three. And the way the play bit just kind of joins everything together and kind of tells you everything you need to know, but for this really um, I guess really unique and very just brilliant way i can't think i can't even process words at the minute that's how good it is um but it's just I think it's very unique as well isn't it, it? Is. I haven't, yeah although that film has uh, that film that film i'm saying it's a film <laughs> that episode has elements of kill bill like with the the, the jewel in the brothel mm -hmm. like i feel that there's particularly when she's being held down that is very reminiscent to when the bride is being attacked by all of the um god it's been a while since i've seen kill bill but it's a very famous scene where she's the crazy in the house yeah that's yeah. it she's totally outnumbered yeah christ i haven't seen that film in ages but like that that particular part is very reminiscent to that it like has similarities the past story you know of of her being there it is there it is on the wall yeah for listeners there's a poster of kill bill on chris's wall it's the pulp fiction as well good two two great films there's two another one next to it but i can't see it so, um... <laughs> we'll take your word for it don't worry. yeah uh, um you know so uh, but then her story of vengeance being wronged by her husband or her first husband again similar sort of vibe to kill bill you know the the yeah. i'm not saying exactly the same but it does have like that wronged vengeance i'm seeking that but it feels different because of that the puppet story i've never really seen something do that where it's got this sort of like i'm sure there is i'm sure somebody will be like well ian actually you're a piece of shit you should like <laughs> um, <laughs> um you know, I'm sure it does, but the way it does it, as you say, Chris, it, it just does it in such a masterful way of storytelling mm. that you're not at all lost mm. in the free arcs. You're completely there throughout all of it. Agree. 100% agree. Amen, um, brother. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen, indeed. So, And I, I can't wait for another season. I know. I know. I can't wait. We'll get into our thoughts on season two very shortly. However, I just want to touch on some of the other characters we've mentioned. Obviously, we've mentioned Mizu, so I think, but we haven't really gone into, obviously, she's a core character. And I think, 
I think we all agree it's a fantastic performance by Maya Erskine. Obviously, there's tons of great voice performances in this, but she goes through so much and we see for her backstory. And, and like you said, the moment with her, you know, her husband in the past and her mother and all that kind of stuff, it's heartbreaking to watch her because you also you obviously know as it goes back that something happens, it doesn't work yeah. out, but you're still in the, in that moment thinking, is there happiness for her? Because you want nothing. You want her to be happy. You want her to finally just be content, you know, or have a life. And then even though you're watching it and you know it's the past and you know it's going to end badly, when the husband and all that kind of stuff plays out, I just I just think, oh, man, I am heartbroken. See, it's <laughs> worse than you imagine. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. It's this worse. This is a heavy show. Um, yeah. You but, think it'll be bad, but you're like, Jesus. I mean, I don't think anyone could foresee that whole sort of like bit in her past ending with her husband killing her mother figure and then Mizu kills her husband. Like, it's so is, is it after he betrays her? After he betrays her. Like, yeah. I mean, it's so Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. All, then, all of them in one. <laughs> the level, yeah, yeah, the yeah. levels of trauma, like, it's. And there were some it, elves in the forest. It's Twelfth Night as well. They were in there. Yeah. It's just you. You can completely understand. I know streamers. You can. <laughs> you can completely God, understand. You, know your you yeah. understand why she's so angry and why she's so filled with rage. That on top with, you know, her upbringing and living off scraps, and then running to her sword father and finding life there, but still kind of with the guy who um, came to build the sword and was like beating her the up assassin. and oh my god oh, and then he comes that's, back spoiler that's a i mean oh my as well. god that's a great arc why did i that's binge watch this i was a wreck at the end of this <laughs> yeah. that's such a good arc it as is. well what's it the four fangs yeah oh, oh the man. fighting was it on the cliffs yes oh that was the bit i think that was the bit where simone was like jesus yeah. like one of the four fangs jumps at her and she just slices him in half so you audibly were like jesus this is violent oh my god and i was like it's fine it's fine it's fine is, is it fine i don't think i i even said to you like does anything because i'm i'm oh, quite yeah. sensitive to like stuff happening to people's eyes i don't like eye stuff i'm the same I'm and the, ian I'm the was same. like oh no no there's no eye stuff no 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 that's that's not what i said you're like no you i went, don't think so you went, is there any eye stuff? I went, no, I don't think so. And then when somebody gets their eye messed up, I was like, oh yeah, that did happen. Oh yeah, I did. I, did, I forgot that that happened. Yeah, How could I you forgot. That. I mean, back to Kill Bill Volume Two when she plucks her eye. I'm just like, no, no, I'm like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but on the violence, there's, I think it's Episode Six where she's fighting her way through the castle and she's dealing with the obstacles oh. and that thing impales through her leg and oh. it's, just, it's just violent it just gets more and more and more and i'm just like i'm exhausted by the end of watching it because yeah. i'm just like watching it she's got a fight and there's just blood everywhere but it's beautiful to watch it in is. a weird way it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel like the violence is like gratuitous i mean it is it is gratuitous violence but it's, it's, it's like but it's but it serves, it serves the a purpose yeah like you know i think Tara, we have We've, um, there's so many more things you can compare this to than just Tarantino. So this is a bit unfair to be like, Tarantino clearly influenced this because it's not just Tar Tarantino. It's like, you know, 
pick any of Akira's films, like Yojimbo or Seven Samurai, and like all of those clearly have an influence on this. Mm. Um, there's so many films that clearly have influenced this film, um, that this series, sorry. But, you know, Tarantino is somebody who's accused of gratuitous violence on occasion. On occasion. On occasion. Um, every, <laughs> just every time he brings out a film. <laughs> yeah, on occasion. Um, and I think sometimes there's a, there, there is some discussion over his violence. I know he gets very angry when people do question his use of violence in films. But I generally would be quite defending of his story telling and the filmmaker that he is because i feel the violence in his films pay a service sometimes the language in his films i don't think necessarily (laughs) pulp fiction in particular is maybe a film that i like but it comes across like he just wanted to say a certain word yes he did that's what it comes across just because you've got samuel jackson doesn't mean you have the right to uh... yeah you probably shouldn't (laughs) say that I'm just saying. Yeah. Anywho, Jackie Brown. I would def- <laughs> <laughs> but I would defend the use of violence in his films because it's a part of the narrative they're telling. And you know, we've said before. This is a little bit of a tangent, but Chris, you've said before the use of sex in a in a film or a story needs to have a purpose. Otherwise, yeah. you just yeah. feel like it's there for it's the sake of it. Yeah. And I feel like that with violence. I feel like I have no problem with watching a very violent animation or film, but I need it to like have a point. And like I feel most of his films and this have a point for the violence because this is really violent. Like, you know, somebody gets a tooth thrown in their eye, another (sighs) person has their face broken, like their face like smashed in. Like she absolutely decimates that uh, dojo in the most violent way without yeah. murdering people and they're all in great pain yeah but it tells the point of the story that she's willing to do whatever whatever to it get takes. what she needs yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and yeah. and in the end the question all she needed from the dojo was the location of someone's brother <laughs> she was willing to just mess all she asked, these people up to be fair she asked nicely she did. said no yeah their own fault but yeah Yeah. i agree i think obviously you know posters in the background big tarantino fan um and yes obviously he's been criticized for his use of violence and and you know other people do especially like how once upon a time in hollywood which basically doesn't have any violence until the last 10 minutes where he just goes ah but here's all the violence that is (laughs) the only one that i am a bit like wow that yeah. comes like that is a bit it, less it just cool. comes out of nowhere and you're like Whoa. yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's a crazy time. but <laughs> i i agree i think it does serve his films and films that do that like the and shows like this do that and serve this this it serves the story it might not be you know for everyone in terms mm-hmm. of the level and but i feel like none of it as we said is unwarranted i don't think any of it you think we didn't need to see that don't need to be doing that. Even the oh, eyes. Maybe the tooth in the eye. I didn't. Maybe, no, even the eye. <laughs> no, even the eye. Keep that in. Keep the Keep eye in. It made a statement. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, God, it was so bad. But yeah, so um, obviously we've got the other characters in here. We've got Tygen. Uh, we've got uh, Akemi, Ringu, Ringu, Ringo, not Ringu. Ringu. Um, Ringu. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> As a 
That was you weird, doing it. That was a crazy weird. cameo. You know what it went? The, the animation really changed to just clay. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa. We're on the North am Pole. Uh, am I tripping balls here? <laughs> um, uh, Ringo, like, I think Ringo's obviously, you know, he's meant to inject a certain amount of comic relief, you know, have a bit more of a, a lighthearted character, but even you know Mizu's tenuous relationship with him, despite him her trying to get rid of him constantly. I think I love I love Ringo. I, I think Akemi's arc as well oh, oh, is, is phenomenal. Like, I think Akemi and uh, what's his name Seki. Seki, yeah, the yeah, um, played by the, George Takai, the, the right hand man to her father. Um, but her and, her literal like dad, yeah, like he brought her up, and it's so emotional. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, and like. The relationship she has with her actual dad and all that didn't kept... see that twist coming either, I know. By the way. Mm. I know. Oh, oh, oh. But, uh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> so um, right out the that. window. That's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna PS- PTSD flashback. Um, yeah, you're like, oh god, the window. You walk past the window, you're like, oh god. <laughs> that, but even even that in itself is an arc, as a story. Aside yeah, from all the music so stuff, good. it's just it's so well done. It's so complete, mm. and it goes from here to here, and then. Tigan as well has a has a has a great you know mm-hmm. through line to he's got a, he's got a purpose he's not just an antagonist to be an antagonist he's got he's got goals he's got ambitions he's got a mm. purpose he's got depth and I think all the characters add so much to this obviously Mizu is the star and we've already talked about Abijah being you know the foil to her but everyone else I don't know what you guys think but all the other characters just seem like there's a lot there's enough going on with them as well that the whole show just feels full like when you're with them you don't feel like you're missing out on a better story if that makes sense a hundred percent i feel like each of the characters it could have been a show surrounding them with this as Mm -hmm. them as the main narrative like especially with um akemi i felt like we could have been watching her yeah, story being the main story with Mizu as a side character like it, it's mm-hmm. her story is so full I and I really agree with that I mm-hmm. I absolutely loved that scene where she's at the brothel and she takes a customer mm-hmm. but doesn't sleep with him and yeah, still manages yeah. to satisfy the customer yeah. and it's just that that smarts and the of knowing and like working him out and i thought it was just so brilliant like i love that he reappears later on when she's like, yeah <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's like huh? um, <laughs> i just thought it was great. it was so brilliant and it just shows like how smart that she is and i feel like you know as i said earlier her story that sort of story of like being a princess it wouldn't have we wouldn't have seen something like that um and to give her this like wonderful art. oh i love this show i i agree i think it get, there's so much that akemi could have been a really you know one-dimensional yeah. typical you know princess and waiting type character that, i think she starts off that way you sort of think yeah. she's just this like annoying and i think that i think the way the show does that on purpose to kind of allow you in to think yeah. that it's gonna work like that but then when like i said without going too much into the arc and then that parting shot of her as with the city in the background oh, burning like, she's like i was just I'm like i'm in charge 
where's her where's her spin-off show i want to see where this is going because <laughs> she's got so much left to give well. is it is her well we'll get into that yeah i i really loved it i think my favorite i think mizu is the best character obviously yeah. but i think in terms of side characters i think akemi is probably the next most interesting i think Tigan is interesting but like not not in a i dislike Tigan's arc or anything it's just Tigan is so inherently linked to mizu yeah exactly uh, his story's tied up in hers therefore you can't have him without her so yeah it's whereas akemi's story you are 100 right simone it could be its own show that's its own show it it could be like are you princess taking the reins to take control yeah. you know that's a, its own thing you know like i feel like with Tigan, his story is kind of like your stereotypical samurai trying to find his redemption after My being humiliated his oh, sorry his honor after being humiliated but akemi's is like this complete subversion of what you would expect from a princess mm. like she leaves it behind mm. runs away she's like i'm not i'm gonna get my man she's like Mm. i'm gonna find him and like it's just oh it's so wonderful i really i love that for her also unsung thus far we've talked about the animation the voice acting the story the soundtrack in this the score is so good like even so yeah there's like there's use of modern music in it which is really good but the traditional like japanese music of the era Mm. like when they're just moving through the landscapes and you've got like the the two strings just going like ding 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 as they're walking through is like so asthma- atmospheric that it just really adds to everything it's yeah. so good yeah watch yeah. it why are you an hour in and you haven't watched this <laughs> I, 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 well so just before we get our final thoughts um i think for me this so a couple of things, obviously, this is created by uh, Michael Green and Amber Nozimi. Michael Green, who co-wrote Logan, first of all. Logan! They, I mean, there you he, go. He also worked on Green Lantern, so, you know. Um, but he's, no, we don't mention that. Cut but that, he, cut but that. he's also been on Heroes and Smallville, and he's done Haunting in Venice with Kenneth Branagh, and he's done... Best, best one of those, actually. He's done Blade Run, he's been, he worked on Blade Runner 2049, you know. Nice. He's, uh, Great he's, film. he's done, uh, what else, Death on the Nile again the Agatha Christie thing so you know not the best one not the best one <laughs> also also murder, murder on the Orient Express he's done all three oh, um oh. But he's, so the he's, first two were bad that the he, last one he is currently we'll see attached to the Blade film we'll see um yeah. are we ever going to see that? that anymore yeah I was going to say <laughs> is anyone attached to that anymore is that a thing well in equal vein the Bioshock movie he's attached to as well oh, but, really? you know? <laughs> <laughs> just attached to things that probably are never going to get made <laughs> But you know he's also done American Gods. He's done tons of other stuff. So he's you know the yeah, show the show is in good hands. And I think mm-hmm. that what they've created and it, well, I find it interesting that obviously this is a this there this is originally recorded in English. It's not in Japanese or dubbed or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's English recording. Um, uh, I think it. What's interesting in that respect is it will appeal to it should appeal to a wider audience in that respect if it's a but I feel like no one's not enough people are watching it, which is to your point, I guess is what I'm saying is people need to watch this show. Yes. And I like to think too. that in five, 10 years time, people will look back and go, that is one of the best things Netflix have ever made. 
and we can say we were there we were there at the bottom <laughs> we, we were, were there OG. at the start <laughs> we were OGs what I'm we hoping is that like it's I'm hoping for a couple of seasons of this I feel like mm. we could do a season a white man you know like we, we've got we got we got four of them to get through we're down three, one one's three dead. of them yeah, so, one's dead. yeah but yeah. We, we so there's three of them we, we could we could keep going um and what I'm hoping yeah. is that by next season, kind of like with Game of Thrones, keep keep it going. Keep it There's going. There's a lot of white people. <laughs> She's just like slicing like, her way through Scotland. Just through Europe, <laughs> just going through Scotland and Europe. Um, just like, why Scotland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is it always Scotland that gets crushed? Yeah. <laughs> but you, I, you you know how with uh, Game of Thrones. So, sorry, sorry, Chris. It's all right. I just have flashbacks to the film Day After Tomorrow because in that film, when the world starts, oh, yeah, to Scotland get, gets the destroyed. The first country it? to go is Scotland. It's always <laughs> <Yeah>. Scotland. <laughs> what have we done? Yeah. If anything, Scotland, Scotland should. I love like, Scotland. Scotland's like, way better than England. I'm Scot. I'm big into Scotland. Yeah. Big up Scotland. Big, no big up man. <laughs> big up man. But, um, Limmy's there. Big up. Sorry, man. Someone, carry on. Um, <laughs> no, as I, as I was saying, I've kind of forgotten where I was going. Oh, that was it. Um, so as with Game of Thrones, um, the first season wasn't really watched, and it wasn't until it completely aired. Yeah, and like the true. second season was starting, that's when it picked up. So I'm hoping yeah. that by the time. Similar. So by the time the second season of this rolls around, people will have caught on word of yeah. mouth. Because once again, as well, Game of Thrones was a big word of mouth thing. Like my brother told me about it, and that was when I watched. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a lot of that sort of thing. So I'm hoping as season two, it's up there, top billing on Netflix. Similar animated wise as well as Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like season one of Rick and Morty really was not picked up by most people. And I remember because I was an OG. I was there. I was there watching Rick and Morty. Yeah, you told me about it and I was like, what is this weird Nobody show? had really knew Rick and Morty. <laughs> and I watched the first season of it and I was like, this is great. I love this. And then watched season two of it. But then after season, I think midway through season two, the end of season two, that's when it exploded. Yeah. And it's obviously that's its own thing that caused, I think, not necessarily good things for Rick and Morty. But again, it's an example that I think word of mouth spread. It that does. There was this amazing show that's really funny. We should watch it. And I, I hope Blue Eye Samurai is like that. So, so guys, stop, stop listening, listening to us. We don't, we don't need the No, not permanently. Listen. Yes, we, we need do the, need to listen. Not for this episode. We, we, oh, yeah, we need you to go anymore. and not watch Blue Eye Samurai right now. It needs your view. It yeah. needs your yeah. vote. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. We'd rather you'd watch Blue Eye Samurai than listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's official. That's the tagline. That's listen to this. Watch this rather than listen to us. <laughs> Put that on our Instagram post. Um, yeah. Right. Before we go, so we can let our listeners go and listen, watch Blue Eye Samurai, what are our hopes, thoughts, I guess, any trepidations, I guess, as well, of season two? Well, now confirmed season two. Any any ideas where you'd want it to go or you think it might go sim? Um. Obviously, we're going to London. I think. Well, I was going to say they yeah. should definitely attack attack Scotland. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm hoping Bastards. for. I don't know whether it will happen in the next season or whether this is where it will end. But I'm hoping for some acceptance within herself about her mixed heritage. I would love her to sort of like come to terms with it and um, make peace with it, and you know, accept it as who she is. 
Um, I don't know if going to London is going to help that. I don't no. know. Could be kind of no. racist. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> It'd be more Can of the same for her. Wait. The UK <laughs> racism. Well, it could be more of the same for her. I don't know, but I, that's something I really would love to see is her coming like to some instead of the self hatred, a bit of love for herself and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the point of that is obviously she's you know she's mixed heritage there, so she the the I guess the the prejudice she's facing in Japan then flips to the other side. Yeah. Obviously, Japan's this country at this point that is closed off from the rest of the world so obviously what is the outside perception of japan now from you know somewhere like the uk or london to and someone coming from japan would Mm. be quite a revelation for them at that point so is it it'll be interesting to see how it's a very different obviously society and how and obviously gives the show a lot of places to go in terms of the way it can tell its story um i guess part of me hopes it doesn't lose a lot of that um the 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 way it, it tells its art and tells its stuff which i don't think it will but you know it's just always a new setting is always a bit like mm. what's that what is that actually how does that look in terms of we because we know and love and we've seen first season and we know and we're comfortable with that season two is going to take us right out of that but somewhere else albeit mm. with a couple of characters also where's akemi going to be where's tying going to be where's ringo going to be you know all these questions which i'm sure they'll answer and i have total faith because they've smashed it with season one but you know you know my brain overthinks it's all <laughs> um, no, it's, it's totally fair and especially you know again history ian coming in the london of this time is drastically different to uh japan like you know the like this we've had gunpowder created industry is pumping london is like a, an industrial heart of the planet at this point you know um we're in the midst of its empire you know this is gonna be you know a very tonally and visually different setting to what we've had for the the first season first season obviously for us weeaboos is a is a very you know close linking to like the samurai films that we've enjoyed watching uh you know inherently it being blue eyed samurai but it's a very traditional environment very calm and slow of pace so when violence does happen it's quite shocking but there's almost like a smoothness to the environment and a calmness and and a tranquil environment of Japan in nature and feudal Japan. London is not going to be like that at all. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be busy. It's going to be like now. Uh, it's going to it's going to have, uh, as Simone said, a lot of racial tensions there as well, especially with the empire mm-hmm. and hangings of that. Am I just describing the UK now? Is that what's happening right <laughs> now? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, anyway, 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 this is... So actually, you know, it could have a really... Talking about the show, Ian. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to have very interesting tonal and I guess current affair discussion. I think a lot of the time with something of a property of of this high art, it's trying to say something. It's trying to talk about things. And it could do a really interesting job looking at London of this time and comparing that sort of tension and chaoticness that somebody who's completely a fish out of water comes to it and how mm. they're accepted uh, or not accepted. But it is going to be very tonally different. I think that's not tonally as in like what it's trying to do, but I think 
its environment is going to create a different tone. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about that too, Chris, but I think they're going to do really well, but I actually have no idea what it's going to be like. Because it's it, it just the setting is so different to what we've had. I don't know what it's going to look like. You mm. know? Excited yeah. though, very excited. Oh, very really excited? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Give me yeah. it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we're looking at twenty twenty five. Jeez. They, um, you know, there's um, there's been it's a like, lot. Of... It's like Invincible all over again. Well, like yeah. still not back. Now. When is it back? Who knows? February, isn't it? Every time I go on my Google feed, says exciting update. Invincible, I go. And it's just like, oh, is it not February? Am I it's wrong? It's just early 2024. Yeah, it's just early 2024. That's February. Early 2024 is February. That's, that could also be April. No, that's mid. No, that's mid no, that's point. that's that's not mid. I would say June's mid April. Uh, mid April. Mid April. June is mid April. Um, <laughs> I, I get all these clickbait articles that I'm a sucker for. I go, oh, invincible. Uh, yeah. like, yep, no. And okay. then the like the first four paragraphs are just the same regurgitated paragraph, but yeah. phrased differently. And I go, in case you didn't know, invincible is a show. I was like, yes, I know. That's why I've clicked on this article to find out Don't when it's coming back. <laughs> 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 oh, there was one thing I didn't mention that I really wanted to talk about. No, it's over, Sim. Podcast is done. <laughs> the homoerotic vibes. Oh, yeah. That's right. and Tygon. Oh, Tygon, that's Ty I feel like that's Tygon's journey. Yeah. Like, Am I? Am and he I doesn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I like, think he knows. Actually, we all yeah. saw that boner. We, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, there's your tag there's your tagline we all saw yeah that. we all saw that boner over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah outstanding and he's like no you didn't you didn't see it so we saw it, it. We bloody it. Saw it. Uh, so yeah um what a way to end blue eyed samurai I know. we all saw that bloody boner over there. <laughs> that's, that's not enough to entice you to see it i don't know what 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 is you know <laughs> yeah but our, we've said it countless times throughout this episode if you haven't seen blue samurai please do it is fantastic well worth your watch well worth getting pushed up the four million pages of netflix rankings data that i've pushed through because it wasn't even on there because by the time they released it it was like it hadn't been out yet so they hadn't obviously calculated enough but it wouldn't have been anywhere near high enough. I mean, even Stranger Things was somewhere down in the twenties, which is crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. And that's one of their biggest shows, you know. So I, I think this is this is comparable in quality. I think, like, and, yeah, and they've only and they've had four seasons of that. Mm. So and um, one of those seasons was horrible. terrible. Like, like, <laughs> season two, we forget that happened. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. I think when we do our Stranger Things for the new suit, which is this year. No, oh. 2025. Okay. When they're all... Yep. And they're all 50 and <laughs> yeah. gray. <laughs> they're all retired. It's like, oh, they're all kids. They're still kids. It's like, I see gray hair. Yeah, yeah. They're kids. We're off to, got we're off to college for the upside down still, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this, this, I agree. I think this is up there in terms of, it should be one of the biggest things Netflix have on their in their catalog and and i hope more people watch it and i hope like we say in mm. five years time we can turn around and say told you so so you know yeah. fingers, fingers crossed and i hope netflix don't do what they always do when they make a really good show is cancel it yeah after a while. stop doing it it's just it's, it's just, you've said it now i wasn't going to say it because i was like i don't want to jinx it but now i'm like oh, it's a problem with streaming I mean, in general 
it is and you know it's hard to you know if you want to if you get want an insight on that watch south park special the streaming wars which yes. is very good actually it's very good and it goes into all of that very well and why things keep getting bought and cancelled exactly almost water it's very yeah. good yeah yeah i agree um great episode um yeah i knew you would enjoy yeah, that reference I, it was like I, it's and it actually does do this really well the yeah. whole combative of streaming and why things just get cancelled and like i like as much stick as south park's gonna be as i still think it's one of the smartest shows what it wants to be it's still, oh yeah it's it so funny how it tells it stuff but yeah. let's not get into south park um <laughs> I, could, I could be here forever bouncing all over the place um, today ian you wanted to talk quickly about another show that you know you've told us to watch and we said we watched but we haven't watched because we're, we're all <laughs> what here. a great review that yeah. is we haven't watched it so something i am something yeah. i'm intrigued by and other people have told me i should watch you know i've got a, another I friend think... who's massive into anime and he says it so pluto is another show on netflix yeah. that you've talked about and i think toby is obviously seen as well so and i think toby and i probably when toby does you know repair the brain of his computer um hopefully um he might need a new computer yeah. but the, the probably um sorry toby we'll, we'll probably do an episode on pluto like i think in the future because i think there's a lot to go in on that but i think if people well netflix only recommended blue eye samurai to me because i finished pluto so i feel like if you enjoy blue eye samurai there's a lot of overlap with Pluto in the sense that it's a really well-told animated story um but I do really think why it doesn't hasn't caught on maybe like Blue Eye Samurai is that it's more traditional anime style which I think can mm. feel to many people almost like excludatory like you only need to know a certain like oh have you watched like you know Dragon Ball Z do you know that and it's like oh no I don't I don't, I don't care I don't want to watch any more of this you're too weird I don't want to talk to you <laughs> you bloody weeaboo I don't want to <laughs> so like I think but it's not it actually you don't need any prior knowledge of anything I didn't even realize when I started watching it that it's based on Astro Boy it's based on two episodes of Astro Boy called the great the world's greatest robot and it's all about like the the original show which is no spoilers is that there's these great robots of the human existence and somebody wants to make a better robot the show turns that into there's seven like wonders of the world of these robots that keep getting destroyed and their creators keep getting murdered which is impossible that it's the same person doing it because robots aren't allowed to kill people but then how could a person destroy a robot because these are like powerful machines so it becomes a real murder mystery it's very good and i imagine me and toby you know you guys should watch it so we could all talk yeah, about it no, I, know, I know i know but i do think not to go too much into that the difference between this and pluto i think pluto does slow down the first like three or four episodes are great, but then it do its momentum begins to slow a bit and then it picks back up near the end. Whereas I think this just is consistently great. There's not one episode that I'm like, oh, that was a bit boring. Like you just want to keep watching it. So hmm. yeah, come back for our thoughts on Pluto. Go watch Pluto and we'll come back. We'll come back. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's definitely on my list. You know, it comes highly recommended from yourself, Toby and other people. And I think, you know, Simone and I, you know, we know we know that you know you guys will recommend it if it's if it's genuinely good. And I have seen, mm. you know, 
trailers and reviews of it and they all back up what everyone's saying about it it's just you know there's no time there's no time yeah plus traitors is on at the minute and i'm obsessed so that looks like crap that looks like actual no it looks amazing it looks amazing it's just mafia it's oh, just yeah, that's, that's what's great about it. And they have no uh, logic. Anyway, I'm not getting mate, Stop watching that and watch Pluto. Like... <laughs> Traitors finishes this week, so I'll be I'll be free. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, we're one to talk. We're rewatching Modern Family. So I mean that I mean that is just pure genius quality. No, it is really funny. It's really I've never well written. It before. It's so it's funny. Really well it's so funny. So many recommendations on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anyway. Blue Eye Samurai is the show that we are telling you you need to watch uh, if you haven't already. So, um, and then obviously Pluto, Ditto, we need to get on that. We will have an episode on Pluto at some point soon with yourself and Toby. And if I manage to catch up and some someone manages to catch up, then maybe us as well. But um, for now, unfortunately, not convinced. I think... I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some point I'll watch. How dare you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> at some point. Um, Unfortunately, I think that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, thank you, as always, to you guys for joining me. It's been really good talking about Blue Samurai. I've been itching to talk about it since the minute I finished it, which was months ago. Um, <laughs> so I'm really glad we got around to doing it. Yeah. Um, um, of course, thank you to all of you wonderful listeners. If you're still listening, you have and told you to piss off. <laughs> you could come back now. Yeah, you come back now. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed Blue Eye Samurai. <laughs> yeah, how good was that? It was Let's so great. Yeah. Um, we do really appreciate every single one of you who listen. If you have enjoyed listening to us today, please remember you can listen to us talk about all kinds of other things on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We're going to have a ton of stuff in 2024 to talk about. We've got tons of film anniversaries on the way. We're going to bring back some comic book read-alongs. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. We're going to bring back our Just Chatting or whatever we're calling it now. I can never remember. <laughs> film quizzes. Film quizzes. Oh, yeah, yeah, film quizzes. Yeah. We might we're going to have movie fights again, I'm sure. We might even have a couple of D&D sessions in there. Cause... <laughs> Yeah, those kind of things, you know. We're gonna have there's plans to, you know, for us to play Scott Pilgrim together at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that's gonna be great. Oh, I feel like then we've done all the Scott Pilgrim medium. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I feel like that's <laughs> all of it here. Well, we've promised a lot now, and we've recorded it, so we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toby's like, why did you promise all of this? <laughs> for, for now, until we deliver you all that wonderful content that we've cleared up, that we're definitely, definitely going to do. Yeah. Um, you can uh, you can listen to our other episodes we've done already on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Please tell your friends to like, subscribe, share. We're on Instagram at the Phantom Zone Podcast. We're uh, on email at the Phantom Zone Podcast at gmail.com. So you can get in touch with us there and let us know everything you thought about Blue Eyes Samuel or whether you just want to say hi or whether we're idiots. Anyway, we're, yeah. we're happy for you to contact us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For now, who we are. For now, until next time, thank you from us. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.